Good afternoon everyone and welcome to the 19th episode of Mindfulness Mondays and joining me today is the founder of Project Kick It Christian. Um, I am so excited for this episode. Project Kick It is an incredible company doing some really important youth work. Um, so today we're going to be talking all about that. Um, I'm just going to invite Christian to join me now. Bear with me just a moment so we can get started. I also hope that you are doing well wherever you are in the world during these unprecedented times and that you're staying healthy and uh, positive and keeping in touch with your loved ones. I have just sent the request for Project Kick It to join me on this live. Bear with me just a moment. Hey. Here we go. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. Um, I am so excited for today's interview as I as I mentioned when I started this live talking all about Project Kick It. Um, I guess to start off, do you mind introducing yourself to our viewers? Sure. So my name's Christian. I'm 29. I live in the Bay um, in Seaford and um, I run a, a project called Project Kick It uh, for young people with a disability and I started that with Emma Jane Ainsley. And yeah, we created it and we run it together. And it's amazing. amazing. How, may I ask, whenabouts did you found Project Kick It? How long ago? Yeah, so Project Kick It's only been running for a couple of years now, but I've yeah. been doing this since 2013. So okay. about eight years. Um, it was Emma who put a name on it, um, but I've been doing this for years and years and years. It wasn't only kind of the last couple of years, though, that we started. It was like, it's almost like as soon as you make an Instagram, things become official. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like prior to that, so I was doing this for years, but um, yeah, it's only been the last couple of years that we've kind of been operating as Project Kick It. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, and I guess for again, for our viewers, in summary, um, what is Project Kick It and, and why did you decide to create such an organization? Sure. So really hard to kind of put into words. And I found this question really difficult from a lot of people and I've kind mm -hmm. of nutted it down and come down to one sort of expl explanation. So we look after young people with a disability, but also their families and then the community at large. So when I say look after them, we're not your typical carers. We don't, don't kind of go into your home and kind of look after them. We kind of find opportunities or create opportunities and allow those young people um, and their families to join in. And they typically, it's typically things they wouldn't have access to because of their circumstances. And then a yeah. lot of them um, because of their ability as well. And then mm -hmm. us just making it work, just finding ways to make it work and getting everybody involved, which is really, really cool. It's really exciting. So we get to kind of do all the fun things. We're kind of considered the fun people. Um, yeah, because like I, I still do some care work and that, that can be really, really challenging and difficult. But this is, this is the fun stuff. So, yeah. yeah definitely and and from the look of your social media as well it does look like you guys get up to a lot of fun stuff um, yeah which is making me extremely envious especially being in lockdown um how would you say over the past few years then from kind of really as you said putting a name on project kick it how has that community that you've been helping kind of grown and developed have you did you notice there was a massive jump once you started it or did it mm. kind of develop slowly um and are you looking to potentially go interstate as well so yeah so it's been a really really slow build 
and that's purely because of me. I've been really, really scared to kind of open up and become bigger because it's very, very family orientated. I know all the families on a first name basis. I spend a lot of them and um, it's all just about relationships and it's really kind of just my ego in the way at the moment that's stopping us from yeah. growing because it all just comes down to wanting to invite the right people into the fold because we have lots and lots of people wanting to join in. But it's really hard, especially when it's some, the, the work that we do is really, it's quite intimate and unique. And it's one of those things where we want to make sure that we're kind of showing up in the right way and giving everybody the best. So that way, when people do join in, like there's a reason why things have taken so long, um, because we want to make sure that they feel seen and loved. And that's the biggest thing. But in terms of kind of going into Satan, like I'm totally happy with what's going on now. If it means inspiring other people to do the exact same thing, like, I wish that would happen because I can't help everyone, but I can jump on things like this and kind of communicate what's going on, how we do it um, and share that. Because like I said, there's so many brilliant people out there doing amazing things. It's not just us. Um, and I kind of wish that more people kind of just had that confidence to go out and do it because there's so many people, so many young people in particular with a disability that would love to hang out with people like yourself, myself. And it really just comes down to making it fun and making it cool. And yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, and it sounds, um, to hear you say how you build a relationship with every single family that you um, work with, honestly kind of gave me chills because you're exactly right. To make someone feel loved and appreciated and that you listen and that you genuinely care for them, um, I think that can turn someone's day around, you know, just to feel that they've been heard. So that is really beautiful to hear um, that you and all of your team create those, I guess, foundations with everyone who you talk to. Um, scrolling through Project Kick It Instagram, the mm -hmm. activities that you get up to with these young people is extremely versatile. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit more about the activities you have done and is there, I guess, a particular one that you loved or um, that project or that the Project Kick It team loved? Yeah, definitely. So... It's a really good observation. So yeah, the things we do aren't the typical things that you would see most people with a disability doing. And it's because we don't kind of attend things because they're accessible or they're inclusive. We're just like, that looks fun, let's do that. And then we just show up and we get it done. And a lot of like, majority of the time it works out fine. There's definitely times where we're like, oh man, that, <laughs> that did not work. But like, we just laugh and we have fun with it. So like, that's the biggest thing. Like. It's just about showing up and then just making the most of it. And the cool thing about doing that is that once we do show up, those businesses who might not have been able to help us on that day, they'll remember us and they'll be like, you know what, what can we do next time to make it better? And the fact that we're super cruisy and there's no sort of expectation from us, it kind of gives them a bit of fret, like a bit of room to move as well. Because a lot of the times I would call a place up and I'm like, hey, I've got 20 young people with a disability, a few of them are in a wheelchair. And I'll just psych them out before we even get there. So it's not really fair that I just rock up at a doorstep and be like, hey, and there's like all of us. So I've gotten a little bit better just kind of picking up the phone and giving them a heads up. But I also don't want to kind of psych people out, like I said before, because it can be overwhelming. Like I remember the first time I ever walked into a, a special ed school. So a majority of the people we work with have both a physical and an intellectual disability, which is very, very different to your, your kind of your normal special ed school. So I have a younger sister with a, a disability and she's at Frankston SDS. Um, but as soon as you walk into a school like the Nepean School or um, the Glen Allen School, I remember I was in year eight and I was volunteering and it really 
yeah, it was really, really overwhelming. And I, that's kind of, I'm so glad I had that experience because now I know what it's like for some people because people like Christian, what you do is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I felt the exact same way walking into those environments. I'm like, these people who are doing this are incredible. But once you kind of get your ego out of the way, you're sweet and everybody is unique in their own sort of way. But also we're all the same. Like that's the coolest thing about all of this. Like while things might look a little bit different or we might need to help others a little bit differently, really we're all the sort of the same. But yeah, that's the activity. But in terms of a favorite activity, super easy. Um, so the basketball. The basketball has become amazing. So the NBL, which is kind of the equivalent to the AFL, but the National Basketball League. Um, so a new team was created a couple of years ago in Southeast Melbourne. Um, and we've... We, like I, I signed up a few of our kids as members in their inaugural season. And then I think this season, I think I've got 50 ki- or fifty families signed up for a membership, which is crazy. Oh <laughs> yeah. So every single week during the season, like there'll be like anywhere between 20 to 30 of us showing up to every single game um, and just having a good time. And I think that the reason the basketball is kind of stuck out of all the activities is because one of the players in particular, his name's Kyle Adnam. Um, he's a local boy, but he's really embraced the kids. So if you kind of scroll through our feed, you'll probably see a, a few gift giving and stuff like that. And he's sponsored by Puma. So he's always giving me treats and I get to go, I kind of get, yeah, get to be the cool guy who kind of drops them off and have some fun and put some smiles on faces. So um, that's, that's definitely our favorite at the moment, but who knows? I'm sure if people start giving us more stuff, that yeah. <laughs> our new favorite thing to do. Yeah, definitely. And um, I, I love what you said about how, you know, it does prove that we are all, we're all the same, just in the sense of have our uniqueness is what differentiates us. Um, and I love, I love that you do all these different activities. Um, and I can understand why that the basketball did stand out in the way that you described it, because it's enhanced the community that you have already kind of founded um and i can't wait i can't wait to see what other sporting clubs um and activities that you guys get up to especially leading into 2022 and over summer um i guess you know i if i may ask has there been a particular story or or memory of yours that has kind of captivated your heart about one of your I, I know that they're all special in their own way and that you, like you mentioned before, have got to know the family on their, like a very personal level. But, mm-hmm. but has there been kind of a story that you've heard that just, that just grabbed you by the heart? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you're so right. So every single one of our young people have a super inspiring story. A lot of them are kind of heartbreaking circumstances, but they've all triumphed in their own way. And, um, but in terms of one story in particular, so there's a boy I work with, his name's Ethan. I started working with Ethan when I first started working at the Nepean school. I'm sorry, I probably should have shared this at the start when you asked. So this is my bad. So I used to work in the Nepean school. Um, and this was probably about, yeah, about 2013. So he was about 13 years old at the time. And I remember walking into the class and I was like, this is the most beautiful human I've ever met in my life. I would have been 21 at the time. And I was just like, I got to keep, I got to stick around this guy. Like he's so happy. He's so awesome. And he was so brilliant. Like so, so brilliant. Just the greatest mind ever. And um, yeah, like with time, like 
I was because I was still young at the time. I had a lot of families kind of asking me if I could spend time with their young person outside of school hours. And that was only if they had a certain amount of funding. This was before the NDIS, so they might have only had a few hundred dollars to spend each year. So they might have only got to go out maybe once or twice a year. So it was really, really like if you got to go out and spend time with any of these young people, like it was you were really, really lucky. And I was just um, spending more time with Ethan. And then eventually he was living with his grandparents at the time. Asked if I could spend some time with Ethan. And I was like, 100%. I was like, I'd love to do that. And just like anything, like Ethan's still, he's one of my best mates now. And um, I remember just like with anything, like you start to learn more about people, the more like you start to, the more comfortable you get, the more they start to open up. And I started to learn more and more about Ethan. I learned that Ethan had a stroke as a baby. I learned that Ethan wasn't meant to walk or talk after that. And here he is, one of the most brilliant people you will ever meet in your life. Not only can you walk and talk, you can run, jump, and he knows everything everything but like it was also not only was he so brilliant he was so kind and compassionate to myself but to everybody like unbelievable and it just used to blow me away and then what was more yeah what was the craziest thing all that like he came from a very difficult upbringing as well and he had every reason to be so angry so selfish but he wasn't he was the polar opposite ethan is now he's visually impaired and he um, has some really complex health um, conditions that he needs a lot of support with. But in saying that, like, he might not be able to come to the, oh, sorry, the basketball is actually a really good example of this. He can't see the court, but he comes with us every single week and watches the game on his phone because he has, he's short-sighted and he'll watch the game on his phone, but he loves being in the environment. And that's just the type of person he is. Like, he'll get as excited as everybody else <laughs> and he can't even see the court. Like, <laughs> what, like, I just, it blows me away. And like, that's just mm -hmm. the starting point. And he just kind of sets the tone. He was one of the, the first boys I started this with. Um, I started off by just kind of going to music concerts and I would just take people along. And that's how it all started. And Ethan was the first boy I used to do that with. And I'm so glad because he, and he's now one of my best mates. It's the best. Yeah. He, from the way, like, he obviously has a heart of gold and he, he kind of sounds like an old soul as well in the sense that I now I really want to meet him if I'm being honest <laughs> the way that you've described and how he always looks for the for the beauty in things and is such a glass half full kind of person I I love that and and the way that he supports the other you know the other youths as well um I think that's amazing um I see I think Emma's joined our live is yeah so Emma, yeah, so Emma started Project Kick It With Me. Amazing. Yeah, she just, yeah, I love, it definitely <laughs> sounds like one of the best humans. Um, <laughs> I guess, was there a moment in your life that, that made you realise um, that you did want to work with young people? And, and if so, do you mind sharing it with us? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, one moment stands out um, most of all, and that was when I first started at Linnapean School. So... I was studying uni, I deferred for the year. Like I said earlier, I have um, a younger sister who has a disability. She goes to Frankston SDS. And while I was deferred, I was like, maybe I should go help out at the school. As, like, I wanted to go volunteer. And then before I knew it, um, I was um, employed by ANZ UK, who look after CRT teachers, and was just helping out. And I was working in both mainstream schools and special ed schools. And then while I was going on between the two, I got a week of, week of work at the Nepean school and I had this lady walk past me down the hall and she's like, hey, she's like, 
are you going to apply for one of the, the jobs that we have on offer? And I was like, I had no idea who this woman was. Um, I didn't even know there were jobs. I was 21 at the time, super immature. And just, I don't think I did a pre, like I loved it, but I don't think I was, I don't think I appreciated it and understood like, it's really hard for people to get into that environment. Like people would love to be in that environment, but I was just kind of rolling around and just having fun, which worked out to my benefit. That's why I got the job. But um, that lady who was walking down past me in the hallway, that she was the principal of the school. Her name's Carolyn Gary Jones. She's an amazing woman. She runs the most amazing school. And it's because of that school I do what I do now. And that was the first time I ever felt wanted or loved. And like, it's a really powerful thing. Like, I'd, I'd never felt that before in my entire life. So the fact that somebody wanted me there, I then applied for a job and I got a three-year contract. And before I know it, it's like five or six years later. And that's the reason I'm working with young people because I was just gifted something. It's not like I went out and searched for it. It just organically happened. And if I wasn't working with young people, I'm sure I'd be helping others in a different sort of way. It just so happens to be that's where it started. And like I said, it, it was just kind of like, hey, do you want this? And I'm like, sure, I'll take it. And I've just kind of run with it ever since. And I'm so thankful. It's been the best thing ever. And like I said, a lot of those young people I started off with when they were 12 or 13, like they're 20, 21 now. And they've become my best mates. And I go have beers with them. And I just get silly and just, we just like, that's just how it all is. So yeah, those young people aren't going to be young people forever. So if you're watching this and you have a disability and you're not under the age of 21, don't sweat it. You're still sweet to come and hang out. It just so happens to be that everybody is that sort of age. But yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll get older, even though they probably don't want to. Yeah, definitely. And um, thank you for sharing as well for, to me, but also to our audience, such a, such a personal pivotal point of your life because it something like that um i i'm honestly speechless hearing the story of how that kind of shifted your whole mindset as you mentioned you always would have been involved in work helping others but how something just so like simple as as a conversation in a hallway um kind of led you on this path to dedicate um, your life to helping youth is, is incredible. So thank you. Um, I guess, how have you and the legends been keeping busy during lockdown? Personally, yeah. I would love some tips. Um, yeah. What, I guess, type of activities have you been getting up to or able to get up to during these times? Yeah, so during the lockdown has been really, really tough. It was, we kind of found our groove last, last year in the lockdown because it was so long. It's been these ones where it's kind of on and off that have been a little bit more difficult and people are just so over screen time, especially because a lot of them are still in school and doing their online learning. So we still kind of suck them into our Zooms. We don't suck them in. We kind of get them involved. Um, for a long time, we we're kind of getting special guests on. So the other week we had Tones and I on which was amazing. She's the most amazing human and she kind of got everybody super excited. She's just given us a handful of gifts to give out to the kids and stuff as well. So that's something that we're, we're looking forward to. But that's what we've been doing at the moment because a lot of the stuff we do, like I said, is about accessing the community and doing things as a group and getting the families involved. It's not really fair for us to kind of single individuals out and just go there and do things because there's so many people involved and we want to help everybody. So at the moment, we're just jumping on Zoom and House Party, which is another app and we play games. Um, and that's just there. And it's just one of those things where we're not expecting anyone to be there because we totally get it. Like I've had enough of the screen as well, but we're just kind of giving them that option. Just like, hey, this is what we're doing. If you want to jump online. And really at the end of the day, it's just about seeing some, seeing some familiar faces, having a bit of a laugh and then jumping off feeling a little bit better. Like there's nothing, 
there's nothing we can all do. I think we're all kind of up and down at the moment. So that's how life's looking at, at the moment. But earlier in the year, um, we're really taking advantage of being able to go out, which was amazing. So I'm super excited for everybody to kind of, yeah, kind of get back out there and kind of do their thing because we're all missing it. So yeah, that's what's been going on at the moment. Yeah, and understandably as well that um, I think, you know, last year we kind of got into the routine and we we felt like we the lockdown, so to speak, was manageable. Um, and I completely mm-hmm. agree with these ones, how it has been a bit of a stop and start situation and we've gotten out there for like a week and then we're back in lockdown. Um, but it's great to hear that you have all been able to catch up um, via online um, and mm-hmm. kind of keep in touch and and stay in that that circle i think that's super important um i guess since we are heading into summer and fingers crossed we are we are let out um Mm -hmm. i guess what are some of the exciting things that you hope to plan um with and for the project kicket team Mm -hmm. um and are there like particular places organizations um that you hope to kind of see over the the new year's period yeah, so the summer is a, a big, big difference for us. It makes it actually makes all the difference. It's not as easy for us to kind of, as soon as the rain comes down, usually we just kind of run inside where it's not that easy for us because we might have a handful of wheelchairs or whatever it is. Um, as much as we don't play to the weather, it does make a big, big difference because it just allows us to go outside and eat good food together and play long games, for example. But um, we have a lot, of, um, a lot of time to make up for this summer, so I'm sure there'll be some indoor activities as well. But... Mate, we just kind of try to keep things outside as much as possible. Like there's nothing better than the summer sun um, and enjoying that. So in terms of a summer favourite, the basketball season will actually be in full swing. So we're going to take advantage of that. But um, our favourite during the summer is the Cable Park um, down in Bangholme. So just off the Frank, I'm sure plenty of people have seen it on the Frankston Freeway. And you yeah. kind of have like that wipeout zone. That was actually the first thing we ever did. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my <laughs> life. I reckon I was sore for a full week. But um, they've created, so there's a guy called Robbie down there. Robbie also, um, he, he's in a wheelchair. He had a road accident from what I can remember. And he started running an accessible program. And I don't know how busy it was, but then as soon as we caught on to that, we just became mates. And I was like, hey, Robbie, I've got 10 kids who want to come down today. And we just started going down to the cable park. And eventually, like, everyone was quite anxious and nervous on how it would go because, like, it's wakeboarding, man. Like, yeah. well, these kids are in wheelchairs. <laughs> And we just started. So from there, like there'll be kids who will just sit down and watch. And then from there, we got the paddleboard, the stand-up paddleboard out, and we had the um, the cable going really slow. Like I'm pretty sure we've got a video of Darcy, one of our boys. Darcy has Down syndrome, and he's sitting on like sitting on the stand-up paddleboard in like the lotus positions, like meditating and just yeah. getting pulled along. And then there's kids who are on the knee boards, and then there's kids who are trying the wakeboarding. But that's by far the best thing to do in the summer, kind of getting down there, having a bit of a laugh, and then afterwards going to get some dinner or getting some lunch as a group. And um, that's what I'm definitely most looking forward to. But then there's also places like Livewire Park sorry, down in Lawn, yeah. um, which has an amazing zip line. Um, what else do we like to do? Oh, we're well overdue for iFly. iFly is usually a mainstay thing. We do at least once a month as well. iFly is incredible. Um, but yeah, lots to look forward to, especially the water parks. Get down to the Gumbaya World as well, which is awesome. They've got to lift up to their slide, which makes a huge difference. So yeah, yeah. plenny to look forward to. Like I could probably keep reeling them <laughs> off, but I'll, yeah, I probably should stop. <laughs> oh no, most definitely. Like it sounds, um, 
I, I'm so excited for all of you um, to be able to, to visit these places again, especially the water parks when we're due mm. for a really hot summer. Um, and it's great to hear that they are accessible and that um, all of them, like every one of your, of your legends can participate however they feel comfortable, which I like as well. Um, mm -hmm. I think that would just, fuel their self-confidence and reassurance within themselves and now i really want to go to that that cable park <laughs> so it's the best it is actually there. the best and you're so welcome <laughs> to come to anything we do do but the cable park Thank is you. by far the best thing to do like it's so i don't know what it is it's like like i said i think it's just being in the sun getting what it's something mm -hmm. so different to what we're used we're used to um yeah. it's it's amazing it's really really cool definitely and i guess um so we've kind of talked about what Project Kick It is. We've talked about your activities and, and the people who, who you help um, and who you formed really close bonds with. I guess mm -hmm. if for someone watching, what would be your advice for someone who is wanting to get into, into youth work um, but doesn't really know where to start? Yeah, so I love this question and um, I'm so glad you brought it up because I want as many people getting involved and it doesn't, it doesn't mean you need to commit yourself full time. Like a lot of the people we have wanting to help out is just like, hey, I've got a, I've got a, a weekend off or whatever, Christian, can we come hang out or can we come jam? But in terms of anybody looking to get into this, the best thing you can do is just find your favorite organization or group or whatever and just hit them up and be like, hey, I love what you do. Can I come and hang out? Can, that's as, it's as simple as that. And just come and volunteer your time. And But it's so important that you find the thing that you love. If you love something, you'll want to be there anyway. So if you're there and then if you'll be the first person in line, if any job opportunities come up and then also if you don't dig it, you can just walk away and there's no expectations. It's just like you can thank them for their time and it's like, hey, that was super, super cool. But actually this might not be for me. Whereas as soon as I think a lot of people kind of jump two feet in and then all of a sudden they're like, oh shit, like this is not anything like I thought it was going to be. So yeah, just find something that, that you're really digging and just like, yo, this looks awesome. And just hit them up and just like, hey, is there any, any, any sort of chance that I can come and hang out? And if it's a no, just ask them why and what it would take to be a part of their organizational group or whatever it is. But 100%, just be willing to kind of volunteer that time because it will pay dividends in the, in the long run anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that sounds... Um that sounds as well like uh, what we mentioned before about, you know, putting aside that ego or uh, that hesitation um, and I guess being very loud and clear with what you want to do and in the sense of who you want to work with and really going for it, I think was, I guess when you were younger um, and looking to get into something, mm -hmm. was there something in particular that you could relate to in the sense of someone stopping themselves from getting into youth work. I, I feel like I'm not making sense. Um, in the sense, what, what did you have any hesitation or reservations? Um, and if someone who is feeling the same wanting to get into mm. youth work, what would be your advice in that sense? So they know where to start, but they're yeah. these feelings of, of that they're not good enough or that they can't provide the support that, yeah, you know, they think that this organization needs. What would you be your advice for someone? I guess having that internal battle. It's a, another great question, and it's I. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 my brain 
I was one end being like, <laughs> no, no. great advice. And then my other no, I get like, it. hang on a minute, what about for these people? <laughs> no, I totally had that. As much as I love the Nepean School, I'll never forget my first day there and how uncomfortable one woman in particular made me feel. And it really kind of put me 10 steps back. And I was like, Phew. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. But that's what, like I said, like find that group or that organization where you're like, this is something I want to be a part of because you'll learn right away. I think in 2021, you can tell right now what built, what businesses are built on authenticity and what are just a business for the sake of being a business. And it's that integrity that you want. And it's those people that you're vibing in, those people that you're going to feel most comfortable around. And that's exactly what we do. Like I, like our tagline is the original cool kids. And it's because we're really wanting to redefine what cool is like, being cool is being inclusive and that's what this is all about. And that means everyone from the families to the young person to anybody wanting to get involved. It's not this exclusivity of like, this is cool and it's only for a certain amount of people. Like, no way. That's not how this works. So I would just say to anybody who's kind of doubting themselves, we all doubt ourselves. I still get nervous as shit even just meeting a new family. Like, like I get just as nervous. Like, and I know the people behind the door are just as nervous meeting me because like, whoa, we're going to be part of Project Like, no, like <laughs> I get super nervous too. So don't sweat it. But like I said, I think these people who are kind of doubting themselves just honor that and re just remind, it's a good thing because you're kind of, in a way, you're nervous for the right reasons. Like, you know, when you're doing something and you're a bit nervy and I think it's really important that you kind of, yeah, like I said, you kind of feel into that and you honor it, but you just make sure that you find people, you're like, you know what? I feel safe around these people. I can be open and honest around them because if you don't feel like you can do that, you're not in the right place. And for us, like we're totally okay with who you are. And that's like when it comes to, for me to wanting to employ people, it just comes down to like, yo, that person's dope. I want them part of our crew. Like it's not often people will kind of hit us up and I'm like, yep, we need work. Like that's how Project Kicker grows. I'm like, this is the type of person we need involved so you being you you being you, your unique self and showing up as yourself that's how you're going to be at your best and then your doubt will go out the window because you're not kind of trying to fit into any sort of mold like you're being you and the people there are loving you for you being you hopefully that makes sense it makes it makes a world of sense and it's really great advice um and thank you for for being so open and honest about it as well um i guess I guess to finish our live, um, where can people find you, reach you and, and support the incredible organization that is Project Kick It um, and all of the community that you work with? Yeah, sure. So definitely Instagram. So even like I spoke to Kristen earlier and she's like, it's really hard to find stuff out about you. And it's <laughs> so true because I've, there's no information out there at all. Um, but yeah, Instagram, 100%. It's just the easiest. Like we have our, our email, which is team at projectkickit.com.au. Um, but definitely send it through Instagram. It's so much more informal. It's so much more fun. I love it when people use emojis because it tells me so much about their personality. <laughs> so just have fun with it um, and just message us through there. Um, but in terms of um, supporting us, the best thing you can do is just reaching out and saying, hey, let's hang out and come and hang out with us. Come and hang out have some fun. Our young people will be, it's so important for our young people to meet new people because it's not this, they're not living in the same world for us at the moment. And my goal is to create a world where they are living in our world because at the moment it's very hard for them to kind of access any sort of social opportunity. That's not with us. And that's not fair. Whereas we can step out of our door and have conversations with strangers all the time. It doesn't work that way. So meeting new people is really, really important. And, and then there's, you're going to walk, you're going to go home 
and you're going to be like, I want to go back. I just had the best day ever. My heart is feeling full. What can I do to go back? And then we want to be supporting people too. Like I know, like I've said, like we've had Kyle and people like Tone send us stuff and look after our young people, but we want to look after people too. Like we're going to be spending money. So if you're a local business and you want like, and you want, yeah, you want people to pay you money, like hit us up because I want to be like, when it comes to Project Ticket, like I really want to be um, supporting the community as well, whether it's any sort of business, whether it's food, education, an activity. And if you're unsure, if you didn't see at the start of this video, like I said, like it doesn't matter. Like we're there to help you. We're just, we just want people who are inclusive and we're going to make it work. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect. There's no expectations. But if you just reach out, we can make it work. That's how these things do work. It's not about these things being perfect. Mm -hmm. yeah and that um that again speechless <laughs> um and I guess I, I guess to finish I can't thank you enough for joining me on the 19th episode of Mindfulness Mondays and thank you for speaking so openly and honestly about Project Kick It as well as your personal kind of backstory um and what really inspires you so I thank you um and I can't wait I can't wait to see what Project Kick It gets up to over the summer as well as how it just keeps on growing and developing I'm I I can't wait I, I'm so excited to watch it unfold even more amazing thank you so much and thank you for having us and if you're watching and you're going to watch the um the replay like I said just reach out the best thing you can do is just come and hang out and just spend a day everybody's got some time on their hands at the moment so um yeah Awesome. And I will be linking uh, the Project Ticket Instagram as well below once I post this live, um, as well as the email. So awesome. They Thank should you be so able much. To find you. No <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm sure I'll see you soon. Thank you so much. I'll leave you to it. No worries. Thanks. Bye. See ya.